Hello and welcome to East to West WLS, the podcast where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. Today we are so excited to welcome a fabulous man from the weight loss surgery community, Mr. Dalton. Hi, Dalton. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. This is my first podcast, so if I'm a little rough or weird on it, don't judge me, but I'm trying. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, we are not worried about that in the in the slightest. We are just good, so excited good. that you uh, that you wanted to come on with us. Yeah. Uh, Jason and I have both been following your journey from really the beginning of of ours, and we are just so inspired by your transparency and what you have been through and how you're documenting it. And uh, it's it's important for Jason and I to make sure that we're incorporating all of the voices from the community. Uh, and as we were kind of discussing earlier, the men's perspective is all the time left out of this conversation, <laughs> yet 40% of the people who undergo weight loss surgery are in fact men. So we are just beyond excited to understand your story and your experience and how you have been recovering since, since your procedure. So if you are new to East to West and podcasting is not maybe your favorite way to learn, we definitely encourage you to check out our YouTube channel. If you're watching us, you can see we're adorable. Two very handsome men, one beautiful woman, and we are very animated <laughs> when we talk. So if you would prefer to watch us on YouTube, we highly recommend you check us out there. Just head to YouTube and search East, the number two, West underscore WLS, and you will find this episode and all of our past po podcast episodes. Um, it's pretty awesome. We, we enjoy it. So, okay. Okay. Enough about that. We want to know a little bit about you, Dalton, before we yeah. really dive into the episode. So do you, will you share with us just maybe Absolutely. like your age and where you live and when you had sure. BSG and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, uh, my name is Dalton. Um, I am based out of Pensacola, Florida. Uh, I am 27 years old. Um, I had vertical sleeve gastrectomy April 8th of 2019. I had to check the date there for a second. I got a little nervous. Uh, uh, April 8th, 2019. Um, and uh, I went in at, I uh, started at 530. Um, my surgery weight was 515. Uh, and now I weigh 234 as of today. Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys have got to follow Dalton on social media. So you can find him at MSSWHT. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce it. So how do you how do you say it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a weird one. I know. I'm sorry. I was telling him it's it's my personal Instagram. Uh, it's just my last name with no balance uh, at m s s l w h t. Uh, last name being Muscle White, which thanks mom and dad for the the great last name. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it is inspiring though. I mean, it sounds like the perfect like bodybuilding last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I don't have that, but we'll one day, maybe we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> one thing at a time. One thing at yeah, a time. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> it's totally cool. Oh my goodness. All right. So in today's episode, we are really excited to better understand your story, kind of your journey. And we're we're very much looking forward to understanding how you think your process was different for you because you are a man, right? We, I think that we all kind of know that the weight loss surgery support in the community is really kind of tailored to women. But in fact, like I said, 40% of the people who undergo weight loss surgery are in fact men. So we're really excited to just kind of compare and contrast our experiences. Uh, yeah. We know that you also just had plastic surgery. So we really want to dive into that and just yeah, you know, yeah. body, all the things body. Uh, and we, we understand that mental health is a huge passion of yours. So we're very excited to talk about how, how we take care of ourselves, 
you know, after surgery as, as everything in our lives is changing. So it's going to yeah. be, um, a jam packed episode and we, we are here for that. So are you guys, you guys ready? Should we dive in? Let's go. I'm excited. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Hey guys, it's April. If you've been following us for a while, you know that my favorite hot beverage is Retreat Drinks Hot Cacao. I love it because it's made with four simple organic ingredients, cacao, coconut cream, maple, and Himalayan salt. That's it. It is decadent and creamy and just hits the spot when I need something sweet. And the best part about it, it's not gonna break my macro bank. If you wanna give it a try, visit their website, retreatdrinks.com, and use the code east to west to get 20% off your first order. Okay, Dalton. So just tell us a little bit more about you. Who who are you? How did you get to be where you are today? Uh, absolutely. So um, I am, as she said, I'm Dalton, uh, I'm 27. Uh, I am an, kind of like an IT nerd, kind of, sort of gamer nerd, but still big into cars, stuff like that. Um, love doing all that side stuff. Uh, but personally, I, I, I've had a desk job since I was 18. So um, I think when I first started in my career, I gained like 200 pounds sitting uh, through a marriage and my career. Like, I think at high, I got out of high school at like 330, 350 and ballooned uh, and just stayed there and was happy. I, I call it the fat and happy times because I got married. I was making good money and I did not mind just eating all day and stuff in my face. And that's that's all I did um, at work, at home. And yeah, so but um. It, uh, it caused me to want to make a change. Um, and, and I don't know if you want me to go ahead and jump right into to yeah. what made me have that wake up. Um, yeah. I was telling them uh, I was uh, on a trip to New Orleans. Uh, we were walking around and I realized that like my feet were hurting so bad. Uh, I had really bad back problems as a kid just from being overweight. Um, still trying to be active as a kid, but not really working. I was always a lap behind all the other kids running in PE. That was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but back issues cause it. And so being in New Orleans, realizing that I could barely walk. And, and after, well, I think it was two or three days, I spent like $200 on Ubers and hadn't traveled 10 miles around the city just because I was so tired from walking from like restaurant to activity, back to a restaurant. Let me grab a drink. I'm dying. I'm sweating. So uh, I got back and started a, 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 the journey that let me um, finally have surgery. I actually went to two different doctors. Uh, first doctor, um, I did the whole six month requirement through him. Just, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know if you ever have like a, that moment where you're just like, I, I, I wanted to see if there's someone else out there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what kind of happened with me. So I went to his like counterpart at another uh, facility here in Pensacola. Um, and that was, that was a long journey. That was like a year of just um, prepping, like meeting all the requirements. Um, for so, thyroid and heart, all that. So. Oh my God. So you spent six months with one doctor and then you switched and you had to do it basically all over again. It made me do it oh. all over again. Yeah. That was a pain. <laughs> wow. Oh, so, hell no. <laughs> that's enough to make some people just quit altogether right there. Just knowing that they got to start over plus add another six months to what they've already done already. Some people just throw yeah. in the towel and be like, maybe not. <laughs> well with the second doctor i did the so i i called them first I was like hey can we transfer my six months and they're like no no, no we, we gotta have you do six months with our dietitian right now oh, no. um yeah so with that being said i finally um i went through that but then i realized uh like i had to go through all their other requirements not just the weight um and so that's when i realized i had 
awful, awful sleep apnea. Uh, one of the worst cases that the, the people here in Pensacola had ever seen. Um, I stopped breathing 142 times on average an hour uh, when I was my full size uh, to the point where like they wouldn't even let me complete my sleep study. They brought a doctor in and put me on a sleep machine within two hours of getting an average. Um, oh, so wow. I went to sleep by 10 and by midnight, they already had a doctor there like, okay, in that two hour average, you stop breathing this many times. We got to get you on a machine. Um, yep. and they're like, we, they're like, you should have been dead years ago. Like, <laughs> we don't understand how you're alive. <laughs> I was the exact, so. I was the exact same way. They did the exact, we we're like identical in that way. Same thing. After two hours, they woke me up and my study was over. The doctor was there. I was on a sleep machine. They ordered a brain, like a, a brain scan because they were sure yeah. I had gray matter damage. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm with you there. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it's insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and you, I, guess, I guess i thought i was bad I, mine was only like 56 times and, and i just did that but well this is the deal they sent me home with a, uh, a test kit and i know it yeah. was not connected correctly because it was just it looked like some shit from radio shack from about 20 years ago and the leads were awful nothing really synced up quite right no. i was like there's no way you guys are reading anything off of this but I didn't sleep maybe 30 minutes that night. And I took it back and they were like, yeah, it's like 50 incidents an hour. And I went back the other day and they're like, it's really 0.05 now. And you don't really even need the machine. And I was like, trying to take it from me and see what happens. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in and used to it now. I was like, it's, yeah. it's with me. I'm not, you, you don't get it back. So sorry. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Well, I you were, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, didn't mean to oh, I was going to, you, uh, you had told us earlier weight was something that you kind of battled forever you said that when you were born you basically came out like a little chubby <laughs> infant and then it just like continued throughout throughout life oh yeah. what impact did that have on you growing up as a little kid oh it was awful um just because it was i mean i and i think like this is what's helped me as a, a person now but like i was always just the big kid so i had to adapt and <laughs> you know, you got to adapt to survive. So my thing was, I'm going to be the funny fat kid. Uh, and so I took on that role and I just, I held it. And my whole thing was, is if I can beat someone to the punch of them making fun of me first, then they're going to laugh and I'm not going to be made fun of. I can take it if it's coming from me, but not from them. So that's what I did. And so all through like, you know, kindergarten through middle school um, and the high school I really had too much because no one's really going to mess with someone that big. Um, it was, it was okay, but uh, I still was a funny fat kid that just kind of went through school, but it, it definitely warned you because you're like, dang, I just, like, I remember just, I just wanted to be normal. I know it's so cliche, but it's like, damn, I just, I want to be that guy that can go to like, you know, a store and put on pants and like, okay, cool. But now I'm, I'm the high schooler that's like ordering stuff offline to try to make it look like what they had. So. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> Well, I mean, Jason shaking his head because he was the exact same way. I think you're just, when, when you are such a large size, you really have to rely on your personality. And it, it, it seems to be that everybody moving the funny direction is like how everybody deals and copes with it. Because you want to be the person that makes people laugh and you want to, you know, it's almost like by calling attention to yourself, you're actually deflecting it, right? It's like, well, it is. I don't, right? I don't see it. And so I'm just going to make fun of it. And it's totally fine. But that doesn't <laughs> help us at, at all. Because as no. we were talking about earlier, right? With any other addiction, you can hide it, with, right? With drugs, alcohol, porn, gambling, right? Almost everything. <laughs> true, yeah. Nobody, nobody has to know that you're struggling with this. But with weight, you're carrying around your addiction it. for everybody yeah. to see. 
And yet nobody's response to you is let me get you the help that you need to overcome your addiction. Mm -hmm. Their response is stop going to the drive-thru, stop eating all all this food, stop doing, stop binging. And most of us, I'm convinced, aren't doing any of those things, right? At least we're not doing them consistently. I mean, I, my highest, I was 326 pounds and I'm not a drive-through person. I don't binge eat. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't sneak food. I'm not drive-through. I just consume too much too often, but nobody told me that, right? I was always told like, exactly. oh, oh, oh beyond yeah. frustrating. It was, it was never about portions. It was always about what and like, and for at least that's how it was for me. It was never like, Hey, you know, you can eat this in portion and it'll be okay. It was just like, don't eat that. No, you got to eat your, your green beans and your, like, all this other shit that I still don't eat. Like, as a big guy, like, I mean, sometimes I will, but I'm not out here eating, like, you know, uh, yeah. Brussels sprouts 24-7. It's not happening. I, I, I yeah. eat just in portion control, and that's, that's kind of how I've been doing it, so... So when you think back to the decisions that you made before weight loss surgery, when it comes to food, do Mm -hmm. you think that you could have been happy or you could have stopped eating at smaller portions or had it gotten to the point where that just wasn't an option? Like your addiction or your brain or your, your, your dependency was just not going to let you eat a smaller amount. No, that's a great question. Um, I think that maybe uh someone else could i know that personally i couldn't um and that's that's uh, i love the way that you talk about food as an addiction because um the way that and this is something i kind of wrap it with the whole mental health thing but it's um like i almost realized that food was an addiction um and for addiction purposes like kind of how you're saying like with drugs or, or whatever porn whatever like you can avoid that and survive but each time you have to eat it's like you're getting a little bit of a taste of your drug, but you can't then like, if you're trying to lose weight, you can't just binge out on your drug. So, you know, and, and I, I know that's, that's putting it in totally, you know, I'm not comparing food to drugs by any, by any means, but it's the addiction is the same in my opinion. Um, yeah, because it's so a, strong. You don't get a, you don't get a maintenance level of heroin a day. Like I, <laughs> exactly. I, I you're a huge heroin addict, you know, addict, but here's just a little bit to get you started for the day. Then we're going to come back yeah. at lunch and give you this a little bit more. And then yeah. it will yeah. you up again. Like it doesn't that, work that way. It, exactly. And that, that was my biggest thing that like, I think even with my mental health, like afterwards, and that's when I realized like, holy shit, I was addicted to food and didn't even realize it until like, I'm sitting here like wondering like why I'm ready to just rip everyone's heads off, you know? <laughs> so, yes. Um, it, it, but, um, well, and, and when you think about what food actually is today, food is not the food of the 1900s or the 1800s, right? Food is genetically engineered to be an addictive substance. Sugar is the most addictive substance on the planet. It's the most refined. It's the most addictive. It's a thousand mm-hmm. times more addictive than heroin. So yep. when all of a sudden, right, we're, we're offering all of this help and all of this support to people who are addicted to drugs or alcohol or, or anything else, yet when it comes to food, well, you're just the dummy that can't stop eating. But it's yeah. like, but, but you do realize that is actually more addicting than heroin. I would be, I would get more help if I was a crack addict than yeah. versus sitting in front, sitting down to a meal. And I think 100%. what makes, right, and what makes food so overpowering is that, as you said, you have to eat to live. You just Mm -hmm. do. And at some point in our lives, with with all of the the learning that Jason and I've done with Wendy Rollins, she's she's my um, mental health counselor and she comes on the podcast all the time. But as we talk about addiction, 
right? We, we all experienced a moment in our lives when our brains truly thought we were at peril of, of death, right? We were on, we were on oh, death's yeah. doorstep and your brain, our brain did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is figure out how it's going to allow us to survive. And for mm -hmm. whatever reason, our brain equated survival with food, right? We, we thought, oh my God, I'm going to die. We went to whatever we thought was going to get us out of this perilous situation and it was food. And after yeah. three times of doing that, you create an, you create a pathway in your brain. You literally rewire your brain to go, I'm going to die. I'm in peril. I'm something is wrong. And your brain just yeah. goes, whoop, food. Boom. And three exactly. times, three times. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it becomes a single lane highway. And then it's a double and a triple and an eight. And then you've got the 30 lane Chinese highway that has no on and off ramps, right? It's just like, yeah. you got one on ramp, <laughs> and that's it. And you're never getting it. off, exactly, yeah. You're never getting off. And <laughs> that is the struggle after weight loss surgery, is that not only do you need to figure out, you need to like, no shit, de demolition off ramps from your, oh, yeah. from your super highway of addiction, but then when something happens in your life and your brain instantly wants to get you back on that highway, you're like literally going to your phone, pulling out Google maps and going, no dummy, I don't want to go. I don't want to get there the most it. efficient exactly. way. I need to go the back road way. Who yeah. the hell's, who's going to do that? <laughs> Nobody, nobody. Well, except exactly. us. <laughs> it's that's true. What, that's what we have to you, do. You have to, you have to. You have to. So, so you, you did kind of explain to us your, your, your mm -hmm. why it sounds like you just reached a point where you knew you had to change, you know, spending $200 exactly, in yeah. New Orleans. Right. So we definitely all reach that point. Um, so how, how has life changed for you after weight loss surgery? So clearly like how much weight yeah. have you lost? You're down some massive amount. Uh, I, uh, 281 pounds if I'm not mistaken now. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. yeah, it's. I'm pushing. <laughs> well, and you were also telling us earlier your, so, I mean, the, the work that you had to do to get to surgery was monumental, but your mm -hmm. doctor really wanted to do two bariatric surgeries yeah, yeah. on you. Yeah, so, so maybe tell, yeah. yeah, tell us about how that happened. Yeah. So we were, uh, you know, she, it was our, our, um, I want to say it was our, our second meeting with the doctor because he only met with me like twice. I, I basically dealt with a nurse practitioner the entire time. Um, mm -hmm. So it was like an event to meet the doctor. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, uh, you know, he sat down with me. He's like, hey, you know, you're 515, 20 pounds right now. Um, you're going to die if you, you know, the, continue what you're doing. Um, but I understand you, you want the, the, the bypass you're way too high of a risk of dying on the table for that. Um, he's like, you need to start out with a sleeve first, try to lose 150 pounds, -ish, get, you know, down. Uh, and then to try to, cause my goal was 250, 250 was fine. I didn't want to be smaller than that. Um, and then uh, I was like, I don't really want to do the two surgeries, you know, but uh, so basically in my mind, I just kind of like, I've made it all, it sounds so stupid, but I, I kind of made like a contract in my head. Like, you know what? no, I'm going to bust ass and do what I have to, to hit 250 without the second surgery. So, um, I had the sleeve done. It went very well. Um, and then it just started like melting off so, so fast. So, um, yeah, no second surgery. Thank God. <laughs> no, I, I, but I'm right there with you. Like I told you before, I was like, I, I, I made the same contract in my head. So it's not, it doesn't sound silly at all to me. <laughs> my, my, my PA came in and was like, yeah, people like, you know, people that are your size start out generally, like we'll do the sleeve at first because you're high risk for the bypass. She's like, but 
you know, you'll probably come in for that revision and we'll go ahead and do it. And I was like, she's like, what do you mean? No, I was like, no, you won't see me for a revision. I was like, you'll see me exactly. for like, follow-ups. I was like, and then you won't see me except for whatever follow-up I got left. I was like, because I'm not going back. I was like, I'm like, yeah. it's a one-trick pony here. I was like, you got one shot. <laughs> and whatever I lose is what I lose. That's how I end up. Sorry. I was like, mm-mm. I was like, we're done after that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just, right there with you on that one. Oh, why the hell would you want to undergo two? I mean, if you absolutely didn't have, I mean, oh, wow. But I guess I under, you know, I understand that the, the bypass is a much different surgery from the sleeve. So, yeah. you know, and clearly there's a lot of people that must not reach their goals with the sleeve. So then the revision is necessary or, or required, but Mm-hmm. Oh my and, I, and I get it for the people that have like reflux and things like that where they yeah. have to do it like I, I 100% understand those but yeah. just somebody to be like well I feel like I could lose some more like nope. yeah no no, thank you I'm good on that nope. I'll <laughs> go back to liquids I'll go back to walking I'll go back to doing whatever the hell you want exactly to yeah I'll, I'll go back, back to, to solid liquids no thanks so so what have what have been some of your biggest like aha moments or I mean besides your realization that you were or are addicted to food what what have been your biggest like ahas or what have been your biggest moments of challenge what have you really had to overcome to find success after surgery um not getting into old habits um and catching myself when I start to think that way um my biggest thing that cracks me up and all my friends know it and they laugh um, is like when I go out to a restaurant, I am still in like my eyes are still 500 pounds um, because I'll get to the restaurant and be like, hell yeah, I need an appetizer. Um, we need drinks and we need some, we need some food. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And then I take three bites of an appetizer. I'm like, oh, I messed up. This is not good. Like, I feel sick. <laughs> so it's, uh, th- you know, those, those are things. But um, as far as like, um, you know, trying to stay away from old habits like that. That's one of my, my biggest, um, things, but just avoiding the old habits by trying to stay active with friends and things like that. Like I said, I'm a gamer, I'm a nerd. I stay at home most of the time, unless I'm like going out with friends, which now I'm trying to do more. Um, but you know, it's so easy these days to be like, Oh yeah, sure. Let me just do, do, do Uber eats and, you know, bring a sandwich here and I'll just vegetate in my room all day um especially with working from home it you know oh my god 2020 I don't I honestly don't know how I kept losing weight through it I really don't um and I mean there was just days where I just wake up and be like you know what I really and it's probably bad this is the way I do it but I'd I'd, there'd be a day where I just wouldn't eat sometimes I'm just not hungry and Mm -hmm. I just you know drink my fluid and and it didn't hurt me I wasn't hungry I I mean I I can go two or three days without eating and I'm fine um but it's now I'm realizing like I need it for just to keep my system going though. Uh, so I, I can't really do that too much now, but um, I, don't, I don't know how the, the 2020 I didn't gain because uh, Uber Eats and the, all the little food deliveries, <laughs> staying at home, that's what I'm trying to avoid. So mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the, the bad part about like I was talking about it um, the other day, like I, we were in the office. I had surgery March 11th of 2020. And so I, I was out of work for six days and then I went back to work and I may have been at work just at two weeks when they were mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody take your shit and go home and we'll see you, you know, <laughs> whenever. And we were like, I was yeah. like, oh, damn. So where I would get about 
3,000 steps in at work by walking to the water, walking to the bathroom, walking to the break room, or just getting up and like making a lap around the whole office building. Like I could do that stuff and really get my steps in to feel better. And, you know, I got that for two whole weeks and then I come home and it's like, (laughs) hey, that's a six steps to the water now and a 10 steps to the bathroom. So enjoy it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like I thought I was going to be really moving and shaking, like, all right, you know, and then I'm like, and then I come home and I'm like, I'm realizing I'm like, well, we're probably not going back to the office until like 2022 now. And I'm like, Damn. nobody's even seen what I look like now. I was like, I left it two weeks and I was still big as shit. So I'm coming home now and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, you're going to get back there and be like, hey. Shop. I'm wrecking shop and I'm like, damn. I was like, this is awesome. And I'm like, y'all don't know, but it's cool though. Like, woo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and even Jason was sharing on earlier podcasts, you know, when we're at home, it's, we we just feel safer and we know that other people aren't like looking in and that's where the the dangerous old habits can creep back in. Jason was realizing he was eating like a whole box of Cheetos or uh, Cheez-Its and that's how you go back to your old ways right back into it it. and it's amazing how quickly and automatic that old behavior is. So like what that. have, yeah, just like that. So what have you been doing to, to not fall back into these old habits or, or how, yeah. how are you even like noticing that, that you're getting back into your old habits? Well, the good news for me is when, before, like I was, you know, before I had this certain thing, I had a different job. I sat uh, as like a, um, uh, like, um, I guess you just call it like service desk support, basically working for computers, mm-hmm. like for a large company um that we were on site for uh and then as I lost weight I was able to actually like I think six months in I was able to finally get the job that I've been trying to get for like seven years um after I I had the weight loss because like I made the joke even the interview I was like you know I've lost a lot of weight so now like I can fit in the tight spaces before you'd had to like get three guys that can pull me out of the floor you know now you don't have to do that I can fit in there so um, (laughs) I made I made that joke in the interview um and I, I got the job and it's, it's been amazing uh, working that way and doing like, I think that's also something that's helped me. Like, again, now I'm working from home. So it's a little more difficult. I got to be on the job for six months. So I just started this nice routine of like, okay, you know, I can, I'll walk here and instead of taking a golf cart, I'll go to this building or, you know, and just walk instead. Um, but now working from home, I, you know, I haven't really got to do that that much. I still go on site some. Um, but I mean, now I'll, I'll catch myself just, you know, walking around my neighborhood every now and then. Like I went, I never jog. I honestly don't. I've hated it from day one. Uh, I hated it as a kid growing up. I played baseball all my life as the big fat kid on the team that hated running. I could hit really good, but I could not run. So sub me out once I get to first base. Um, but <laughs> that was, that was my move. I was a DH. I could get up there and hit and then they'd be like, all right, go. all right, go back if to the bench. Not, yeah. You did good. So. <laughs> if, I if I don't go yard with a home run, you're going to need yeah. somebody to run for me. I can't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, but now, you know, I, uh, I, I was joking around with, um, with some friends. I was like, they were, cause I was like, Hey, I'm gonna turn my phone off for a little while. I was going through a, you know, a little bit of a dark spot and I was like, I'm gonna go run. Uh, and it helped cleared my head like tremendously like I, I had never in my life felt more free other than when I like because I mean I was struggling like you know in a dark spot with uh, everything and being able to get out and just walk during the day take 30 minutes go on your lunch break and walk around the neighborhood you may look dumb and your pjs are around I know I sure did um but I got out there in some sweatpants and a t-shirt skin going everywhere just jogging down the road and, and honestly I didn't give a shit and it 
and it worked and it helped me. And so now I try to do that two or three times a week. Uh, it's, it's really beneficial. So movement seems to be a key component to our success. Um, I struggle with it. Jason and I both, we talk about this often. Yeah. Running, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Or just like doing anything physical because for so long, you just felt like, for me, I, I think I felt like it was a chore. It was something I was expected to do. I had to do it. So I showed the world I was a good fat person, right? Even though I was large and obese, look, I'm still being active and I'm Get still that. trying yeah. to lose the weight, right? Well, now after surgery, I've lost 125 pounds and I haven't done shit. I mean, I have a Peloton <laughs> bike. I ride it every now and then, but I mean, I don't oh do nothing, yeah. nothing. But all of a sudden my body is telling me it needs some movement, which is yeah. a much different place from where we were before, right? Before it was, I have to do this to prove I'm a good fat person. Well now- It's night and day. Like, yeah. Night and day. And I am always amazed at how effortless it feels now to move my body. Whereas before, oh my God, it was like moving mountains. But now, yeah, like springing for a jog or just like running to the mailbox is not even something I think about. It's just something that my body does naturally. Um, And the research is showing too that movement is more than just fitness movement is for our brain it's for our soul it's it's for personal connections we're like we're hardwired to do it it's it's how humans survive from the very beginning so it's not surprising to me to hear you say what that did you know just for your (laughs) for your mentals you know for your mental health awesome well and it's it's one of those things like you talked about the movement being you know being second nature now where before I used to dread getting out of a chair because I knew damn good and well, like my knees, my back, like yeah. just, you know, it hurts. I was, <laughs> I, at, at my highest, I yeah. was 468 pounds and mm-hmm. just moving you know, your hips and all that shit. And I yeah. remember being at a three month follow up and with another girl who had surgery around the same time I did, she dropped a pin on the floor and I just immediately bounced out of the chair, scooped it up and handed it back to her. And when I sat back down in the chair, I was like, did I just do that? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I didn't yeah. even second guess that shit. I was like, I bounced up like a damn self. You know, you would have thought I was fucking Spider-Man and I scaled the building. Like, I was like, I just jumped up and grabbed that pin for that lady and I just did it. And it didn't hurt and I didn't fall. And it was just, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like, woo. And people are looking at me like, I'm like, yeah, first time outside. And I'm like, no, it's just really <laughs> cool to be able to move around and not die. Like, it's awesome. No, like, this is great. I- I feel that my one of my big ones was recently we were Christmas shopping at the mall you know Florida's crazy we don't uh do masks or anything here so it's just everybody's at the mall yeah Pensacola uh yeah uh so there's really I mean there's some people wearing masks but it's I mean Pensacola I was talking to some friends that's like in Canada and California and like no one really goes to the mall right now is what I'm being told and if they do they're like protective gear hands face mask all this and Florida's not so I wear um, a mask in my home sometimes (laughs) <laughs> see yeah and, and Y'all I'm, are crazy. I'm okay with it. i've got my mask is literally right here i oh my right. God, i know it's gonna happen i had a feeling see i do wear a mask i support it all the time but oh yeah um, yeah i wear i wear it I yeah just, i don't look at everybody else that doesn't and i'm just no like, yeah <laughs> but so so we were out shopping for christmas and uh, i realized like we parked on the other side of a store and i was like hey i really want to go to like academy and then sears and like just on down and like i remember like i would go to the store and then I was like, all right, well, let's go to the next one. And I caught myself thinking like, oh shit, I'm not having to go out and get my car. And then like, try, I can just, I can just walk. This is, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so well, and, yeah, and it's stuff like that. Spot, yeah. 
parking spots was another big one for me because I used to, I'll sit in the car for 20 minutes waiting on somebody to pull out that's closer to the door because I'm like, shit, I'm not walking from yes. back then. And now yeah, I just I pull in wherever and I'm just like, boop, 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 let's just get over here. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And I think about it now and I'm like, all the time that I, you know, and, and April and I had actually talked about it in a, cu- a couple of episodes back about how mm-hmm. the impact I had not realizing my friends having to alter plans that we would have or that they would be planning because they would know I wouldn't be able to walk that far. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to stand that long. I wouldn't be able to do some of the things that we wanted to do. And it mm-hmm. really, you know, that crushed me in a way that I was really not even able to talk about for a long time. Yeah. But just recently, those same friends, we flew out to San Diego where they were on work trips and mm-hmm. We didn't have to stop for anything. I was able to bounce around and walk up hills and down hills. And I climbed up yeah. and down rocks and shit by the water. And I was just like, like, they were having to figure out where I was. And they're like, oh, he's going <laughs> off over there by the water. And I'm just like fucking dipping from he's rock out there running rock. Around. It's like, Dude, six months ago, you couldn't step off the curb. And now you're over here yeah. climbing rocks. Like, yeah, it was, That's amazing. And, That's yeah, awesome. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge change that a lot of people – you know, I've got a couple of people that I talk to that are that are kind of on the fence about the surgery that I work mm-hmm. with. And I'm just like, Jesus, I can't even explain to you how much better life is after, yeah. you know, there's mm-hmm. not a fear in the world that I had pre-op that even holds a candle to what I felt post-op. And I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. Exactly. Yeah. I back that statement a thousand percent. Have Have you noticed, um, ha- have your relationships with your friends changed? Has, has your so- social circle expanded or what? Yeah. I mean, what, what's happened there? Um, it has. Mine's, mine's a little different uh, as far as like getting out and stuff, because um, like I said, I got married when I was uh, like nine, engaged 19, married by the time I was 20. Um, and wow. you would have never guessed I was like, um, next like worship pastor so I didn't do any of the whole like partying clubbing any yeah I know I know your mind's like uh um I was big into singing and doing all the music stuff um for churches here locally but um so when I got the divorce and everything like at that point it's like well shit I don't I mean what do I do I I, do I go downtown do I go out so that has been different um and it's super funny because it was, I was, I started going out when I was like 400 pounds, uh, like 380, 400. And so now like the friends that saw me then to now it's like, okay, we see you like you're melting. It's cool. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely been, uh, my social circle has gotten bigger. I'd say, um, as far as like everyone just kind of recognize me or see me downtown more, that's definitely happening. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, um, I mean, I, I would have to count it also just there's a little more confidence there now uh than there yeah. was before like you know i remember walking into a room as a big guy i mean like damn please don't look at me like i'd get nervous going to like in fact I, I joke but like i would go to our cafeteria that we have at our job and like i mean it's a big elaborate cafeteria and i'm in there just like as a big guy hoping people don't look at me like like you know like with those judgment eyes like oh why does he in here you know like mm-hmm. his, his big ass doesn't need to be in here like that's what i'm hearing in my head um to now where i'm like yo like i'm 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 here like it's it's working i'm not i mean i still think what people think of me let's be honest we all do um mm-hmm. but it's not near as much and it's that 
alone is oh god that's that is a voice that was not good to hear anymore or good to hear anymore so uh, yeah i'm glad we, i want to put up with that <laughs> uh, we and we we talk about this with wendy often and and we're going to be talking about a lot um in the months coming up uh, in our meetups and and um on this podcast but the stories that we tell ourselves right the stories that we used to tell ourselves or the stories that that, that we're trying to get away from it is amazing when you actually stop and think about what your self-talk either allowed you to do or not allowed you to do, right? That either propelled you or, or held you back. Because half the time, nobody's saying any of that. That's just your brain either trying to keep you, you know, in this place of comfort, trying to talk exactly. you out of things, right? Trying to protect you. But half the time, those are not that's not true. It's not yeah. accurate. It's not factual. It, <laughs> not at all. It's just like, no, it's just bullshit that you're telling yourself to like help you mm -hmm. get through what you're perceiving as, as a difficult opportunity or, or a difficult moment in your life. But really exactly. nobody's, nobody's thinking those things. You're just like, you're just doing it to yourself. You're holding yourself yeah. back. And nope. No one actually gives a shit what you like look at. No one's thinking about like, Oh, he's eating four slices of pizza instead of three. Like and mm -hmm. that that why I would get in my room and be like, oh man, I should have done that. Like, so, like I'd get back to my desk and be like, damn it, like I should have just got two. Like, and and you know, no, no, I don't look at people that way now. And like, and and like, I, talking to my friends, I'm, I, you know, I ask them, I ask them, the, like I told you, I'm the transparent friend that will just call out people and ask them random things that may be a little awkward at first, but I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm just, I genuinely want to know and genuinely want to have mm -hmm. an answer. So I ask them like, hey, you know, like, do you look at like like if you see a bigger person at a buffet or like what what goes through your head first and and be honest don't don't be mean like or, or don't be like you know don't try to hide any emotions and they're like honestly nothing like we don't really give a shit like that's their own person living their own life at the end of the day and it's like mm -hmm. wow I, I wish I'd have known that as a bigger person I, I probably would have been a lot nicer to myself but mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know that I would have been I think it's the same I think we all <laughs> think the same shit like we all roast ourselves <laughs> worse than anybody could I wrote, yeah like, i'm a roaster you know, here you, you had talked about it and it's like i i was lucky enough to not be big in school like i was mm. i was always just a tall goofy kid like i was i was as tall as teachers when i was in third grade and it never stopped from then until i graduated like yeah. so i was just always the big goofy kid and it was just that way so I got big when I got older, so all my jobs and stuff is when I kicked in the whole funny fact, you know, make fun of myself type shit, just so, mm. you know, bring attention to it so nobody else did. So luckily yeah. enough, it didn't work out that way until much later in, in my situation. But I, yeah, my inner, your inner monologue is the absolute worst because you, worst. there's no way you could have any type of positive self-care being big like that because the self shame that you feel is just, there's no way to work around it. You just can't, it's true. you can't bring any kind of positivity when you are just so far down on yourself mm -hmm. in those situations. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's hundred percent. Yeah. So I want to shift gears and I want to talk about what your perspective or what your experience has been going through the weight loss surgery process as a man. Because yeah. I, I just, I, I get this, I mean, just from what I see and what I experience, it seems like all of the support or most of the support is tailored towards women, right? And that just doesn't seem like there's a lot of similar or like kind of support out there for men. So ha have you experienced that, that same thing? Or do you have that same, you know, noticing, you know, what, what has it been like for you to go through this? 
Yeah. Um, so for me, I, the support is, it's definitely, um, it's there. Let me, let me first and foremost come out and say the, the support from the VSG community in itself is absolutely astronomically amazing. Um, like, I, and I always say it in every post, like, I love you guys. Thank you so much for following the journey. Like, because it's true, uh, the support has been crazy. I get messages constantly of uh, men and women um, are just, you know, and, and a lot of times, and I love the ones where it's always from like the wife or girlfriend's perspective, asking for their boyfriend or husband. Um, those are the best. Uh, and, you know, and then the husband will finally reach out and it's like, dude, go for it. Like, I'm your biggest advocate. You call me anytime. I'll answer like, please. Like, I, I want to see you succeed. But um you're right though. There is a missing, um, a missing option for guys out there on social media when it comes to weight loss. And that's one thing that I noticed at the beginning, cause I had that conversation with like my friends at work and at the time my ex, like, Hey, like, should I, should I be honest on this thing? Like, should I, should I like actually give a detailed journey of what's going through a male's head as he goes through weight loss? Um, and at first I got a little kickback, uh, like no one, no, like, I, I don't need that. But at, you know, my mom kind of hit me with a, um, uh, like a little just tidbit of knowledge. Like if you can inspire one person to make a change, then it doesn't matter about the 10,000 that you may piss off or make angry, like it's worth it. So if one person gets any benefit from it, go for it. It's full send. <laughs> um, so uh, I started a page. It was my, my, my first page was, I was going to name it five fifteen to fit. It. Uh, I even, I still have it. Um, I never posted. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and then, uh, I had it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to rock this. And, um, uh, me, me and my coworker, a good friend of mine, uh, we sat down and we're like, all right, we got to come up with a name for like two hours. We were just sitting there at work. Like we got to come up with something. Um, and then I ended up never posting on it. Cause I was like, I don't, I can't do this. And then one day I posted, like, I, I think what happened is I was just like, Hey guys, I'm about to have surgery. Like if you would just like quick prayer for me, like keep me in your thoughts and prayers. And then like, I, I got hashtags off of one person's post. Cause I, I was literally laying in my pre-op bed, like VSG surgery. And I saw a hashtag and I copied this girl's hashtags and I just threw them on the end. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I woke up and I was like, how the f did it get 700 likes? I don't even like, I think I had like a thousand followers at the time. They were all dudes in the car scene and like my gaming buddies. Um, and I was like, so I guess like, I don't have to create a thing and I'll just keep it my personal. Everybody knows me as muscle white or, you know, Dalton. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go with that. Why not? Like, I'm not trying to, 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 you know, be this big Instagrammer and all this. So why not? So I, I stuck with my personal page and, um, and because of that, like I, I decided to keep it super raw super honest 100 mm -hmm. transparent like um sometimes too transparent is what i've been told uh but i don't believe in that i i'm hey you know you followed the weight loss journey i didn't uh, yeah I, yeah I, I didn't force you to uh, you know it's you know i post that shit so if you well, like and, to be see it then yeah so and how do you separate who you are as a person from your weight loss surgery journey because they're one and the same Right. That's they very difficult. That's very difficult to do. And we've been having a lot of conversations just on the East to West site and just, you know, just with our people about congruency. 
right? How do we really show the true journey? Yeah. Because if we're saying one thing, but we're doing another thing in private, are we doing mm -hmm. a disservice or are we afraid yeah. to share it because we're worried other people are, because we think that what we're doing is not the best decision. So we don't want to show mm -hmm. that to, I mean, it, it, you just go have these back and forth conversations, but at it's the end of the day, you are who you are and this is what you're doing. And the only way that we can end the stigma around weight loss surgery and the only way that it, we can encourage more people to seek support is by being transparent with what we're doing. That's it. That's the yeah, only yeah. way to do it. And, and that's that's one thing that I realized at the beginning, like was with, uh, you know, of course, I, I, I won't say any names, but I read a post on Instagram and it was like weight loss surgery is, um, uh, you know, it's cheating blah 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 and and i loved it and you know i i got into a full debate with this person uh on in their dms about it and i was like so i want to ask you something and he was like all right tell me or, you know and i said are you going to tell a person that is struggling with cocaine or heroin or meth or whatever that if they get help they're cheating and he looked at me he's like well no and i was like so you're gonna tell somebody that suffers with the same fucking addiction as food that yes. getting help is is stupid and cheating. I was like, that's the most dumbass statement I've ever heard. At the end of the day, I'm still doing exactly what you are. I just have something that prevents me from allowing it to go over. Like, and yes. if you are so stupid not to be able to see that, then hey, cool. Then you, you know what? Let bygones be gone. You can take your thoughts elsewhere. I, I and and you know from that point on, that's why I was like, I'm I'm gonna blast this to the day. Like, no, yes, it's, it's a tool. It's not cheating. Yes. If you think it's yes. cheating, call me. No. I'll put my number in the podcast. <laughs> well, so. I mean, Jason, I are always going, we just look at people yeah. and we're like, okay, wait a minute. Are you going to make fun of your uncle for having a heart valve transplant? Are you going to give your sister shit for taking insulin for her diabetes? Are you going to knock your grandma for getting a knee replacement? No. Exactly. And yet you're going exactly. to knock me for accessing a medical tool that millions of people have access and that's, that's doctors approved. You're going to give me shit for that, but yet everybody else gets a pass? Fuck you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You got it. <laughs> hey, it's April with East to West WLS. I don't know about you, but after I dropped a significant amount of weight, my body just didn't feel like my own, and I needed help feeling like it was my own again. So I started receiving chiropractic care. If you live in the Tacoma area, I cannot recommend Grit City Cairo more. Dr. McKenzie is passionate about helping you feel, function, and live better. Check out her Instagram at gritcitychiro or her website, gritcitychiropractic.com for more info and to book your first consultation. And if you mention East to West, you'll get a discount on your first visit. I feel amazing after seeing her and I think you will too. <laughs> and, and that was the thing. Like I, I honestly, the first time that, that, weight loss surgery was brought up to me that's exactly what I thought because I was like I'm going to do it myself I like I'm not going to do that because even if I lose all the weight people are just going to tell me that I cheated or took the easy way out I'm not going to let them tell me like that and I literally thought about that I would say right up until about three weeks before the surgery I was still had that length like hanging yeah. out in the back of my head that people were still going to be like, yeah, I mean, you'd lost weight, but you cheated to do it. You took the easy way out. Like I, I was not going to, I, I literally was like, well, I'm going to second guess my own progress because is this really the easy way out now that I've done it and been through it, my ass is no. the easy way out. Like, 
Well, yeah. what the fuck ever. Like, nah. <laughs> but no, exactly. definitely not because the 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 <laughs> mental aspect of this, which we're about to get into, yeah, ain't shit easy about that part. Not well, as as we have come to say uh, on the on our east to uh, on any of the east to west stuff, the easy way out, the easy choice would have been to remain the way that we were. That was the yeah. easy way out. That yep. that was coasting. Exactly. I could have I could have coasted for the rest of my life and died young or, or had a miserable old age. But that would have been the easiest thing I could have possibly done. I actually chose the hardest way. I chose the absolute most difficult way yeah. because because making those changes without surgery would have been uh, impossible. I'm just going to say for me, exactly. it would have been impossible. Yeah, same. Right. So I went, I had a medical procedure. I allowed somebody to cut out my stomach. Yeah. That is like the, I mean, what do people lose? Yeah, I don't see lives? how that's cheating. Ugh, no, and that just, that just shows me I'm dedicated, honestly, at that point. Like, so <laughs> dude, oh my gosh. Dude. So do, do you feel, are there supports that, that the community could offer that would be tailored to men that would have made your experience or make your current experience um, not easier, but in a way easier, right? Do you feel that there's things that are missing for men that, that should exist in this community? Um, I do. You know, I think that, um, first of all, and, and I'm starting to see more of it now, thank God. So it, it's like, I just joined a Facebook uh, group and I just in, invited a few of my guy friends here in town that's had surgery, but um, it's like a weight loss group for men, um, which is like the first one I've ever seen. And I love it. And like, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of jokes happen in there too, which is cool. Uh, and it's, you know, stuff that guys aren't going to post on, you know, a page with 90,000 people, 85,000 being women, it's not going to happen. But, mm -hmm. uh, for those 5,000 guys that are going through the entire body change, you know, we can make jokes in there and, and it's that support that unless you went through weight loss, uh, a drastic amount of weight loss, you'd have no clue what the hell we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. And so that is something that I would love to see more of. Um, I, I thought about like doing a, a men's weight loss, like Instagram page one time, but I was like, I, just, I, I would love to like, you know, constantly like just share guys' stories out there. But I, I never did. I, I have these ideas and then just never do it. And I'm awful at that. And I'm working on that. That's an internal struggle. But anyways, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think something like that would be really beneficial um, because like I, I get messages sometimes like, Hey, do you have any other people or any other guys that you follow? And, you know, I'll, I'll try to throw out, uh, you know, as many as I can, Jarp's mm -hmm. journey, uh, Poro, I can, I think it's Poro 92 or whatever. I can never his name. Um, Ethan still, mm -hmm. um, those are the, those were three dudes that I started following at the beginning. And I mean, it's, again, super impactful. The fact that I could DM one of them and like, just be like, Hey, like, is this normal? Um, yeah. Thank God, like uh, Poro, um, um, or no, I say Poro, I keep saying Poro, I'm sorry, uh, Jarp's Journey. Um, if you guys aren't following him, he is uh, incredible and he helped me through my plastics journey as well. Um, you know, when I'm sitting here in the mirror, like crying, I'm like, no, like I'm so frustrated. Uh, he's like, no, man, relax, relax. It's going to get better. Yeah. Um, but just that internal support is something that's not there. Um, and it's there more so for women than it is for men. Um, but I think it's just because there is nothing like there, there's not anyone out there that's necessarily like just, you know, chastising and saying, don't do it. I just don't think anyone's ever just took it upon themselves to do it um, yeah. and, and create that. Uh, the, this Facebook page is the first one I found. Um, but the other thing I would say would be on the doctor side of things. Um, and that is as far as like 
meeting with like, um, you know, as you said, like a mental health advisor. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes that's required, uh, but I think it needs to be more in depth uh, in them explaining like as a male, what you're about to go through. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, everyone's like, well, women, and, and I don't say this and please do not take this anyway, sexist at all, but women have hormones just as much as guys do. You guys have a lot of hormones going on. Mm -hmm. And that's talked about during surgery. And they're like, well, you're gonna have a hormone change. Not so yeah. much for guys bullshit guys do have a hormone change too and i'll be the first one to admit that like like sexually physically emotionally it's it's been a, a like a crazy roller coaster of emotions <laughs> really uh it was for me yeah, yeah, yeah and i don't know if it was just because it was so drastic so fast um but i mean um emotionally like i was just all and again i think it's just because i was fighting the addiction of food but um i yeah that was something that and i and and again this is why i'm a big advocate for mental health is um, I went into that, that psych, psychiatric evaluation and let's be honest, you can pass that with flying colors anytime. 100%. 100%. No one told me that like, uh, and again, I'm like, I was so ready to get this, you know, happen. I'm just going in there like, okay, A, B, A, you know, marking the choices like I need to. And no one sat me down like, Hey, you should really be honest with this because if not, like it can have bigger repercussions when you do have surgery. And shit i wish somebody would have told me that uh you know that would have opened my eyes and been like okay i know why i'm about to do this i see this i can you know deflect that wow. way and i wow. didn't realize that and it was deep uh so that's yeah, nothing well, and it should have been it you know for me i i've talked about it before and i really do think that instead of spending more time on the test than i spent on the couch talking to the actual you know psychologist it should have been the other way around you should have spent a, a long time speaking to the psychologist and the test should have been a lot shorter because you're going to tell a hell of a lot more about me sitting down in front of you or, yeah. you know, at least letting me know what kind of ride I'm in for possibly than I will be sitting there filling in your little boxes on your iPad. And not to mention the fact <laughs> that it shouldn't have just been a one hour sit down. Hey, you're going to, you know, you're going to shoot up a post office after you have surgery. No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Have a good time. Go ahead. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then after the fact, they're like, "Oh, you already paid your bill? Oh, we don't give a shit. Take it easy. Later. Bye." And yeah. yeah, and you're like, "Well, but wait, you're like, I feel like I just got kicked out of the back of the truck on a highway. Like, I I'm all kinds of fucked up." And they're like, "I don't care. Your bill's paid. Like, what? What do you want us yeah. to do about it?" Yeah, I went back to my doctor's office after I had surgery, and um, again, going through the divorce at the time trying to uh, like literally it was just a whole new like world for me i went through divorce got a new job going through body changes um and i moved so it was like oh you got yeah it was a nightmare uh so not knowing where to go who to turn to how to talk what to do like i yeah it was a nightmare so i, I called my doctor i was like hey like you know this is uh I, I need to see someone um i clearly bullshit my way through the psych eval like but for me i didn't have to talk to anybody when i first started i just did a four-hour oh, test and it was awful. I did a four hour test and it was like so just long. And they're like, you're good. That's it. I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't wow. discuss it. They literally were just like, yeah, no. you can, uh, talk to us for, or, you know, like, and so I went to my, I called my doctor's offices and they're like, well, come in and see us. So someone's like, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling with like depression. And, and that's one thing that happened for me. And that, that's why I'm such an advocate for mental health is that, you know, they put me on some 
um, I don't know what it was, like a little uh, antidepressants and that just made me zombie mode. So I was like, all right, I'm coming off that. But yeah, definitely recommend talking to someone. So I wish I would have had that beforehand. Well, and one of the hard things too, from the men's perspective that I notice a lot is we're just expected to kind of deal with it and handle it because that's just how men are viewed. Like, they're just like, I mean, like, well, you're crying because you got a new job. Oh, well, that's too bad for you. Like, well, big fucking deal. Like, people don't really look at it in a way that, you know, all of these things sound like things we should be able to just blow past because we're guys yeah. and we shouldn't get emotional about shit. Like, oh, you lose too much weight? Wham, I feel bad for you. Oh, you got a new yeah. job and you're making more money? Boo-hoo. Like, big fucking deal. Like, they just, it's just not viewed the same. Yeah. And from a male perspective that's what i've noticed the most about the mental health aspect of this is that people are just like i mean you can deal with it you're fine like you were yeah. fat now you're not like you should be happy about that you can yes yes that yes what Do you just said you stuff. you yeah you oh my gosh yes sorry i okay, get say, so passionate when you say that say it again what did like what did you just say jason like you should be happy because you lost the weight yeah, yeah, you used to be fat. Now you're not. What are you crying about? Like, you, you know, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, and that's the yeah. thing that, from a mental health aspect, people just they, they think about that. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm so sorry that you lost so much weight so fast. Like, most people kill themselves working for years to get where you are, and you did it in six months, but you're upset about it. Like, oh, you know, boohoo, let's cry for you. And it's just not something that's looked at from a male perspective on this side when it comes to not only just mental health, but like Dalton said, the emotional side of things. We're not supposed to get emotional because that's just not how we're viewed. Yeah, the old the old term that I was told as, uh, as a kid was rub some dirt on it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you'll be all right. Rub God. some dirt on it. So. No, no blood, no foul. Yeah, rub some dirt on it, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have never in a million years thought about that but we're all human we all experience the same emotions and you guys have that added layer of well you're a man and this is how a man is supposed to behave there's no emotion you deal with things you're supposed to be the even keel it's women that are supposed to be crazy and off their rockers because hormones (laughs) but as you so eloquently pointed out hormones are human they are yeah wow so do you think i mean do you think is this I mean, is it is it a multifaceted issue? Like it, that support just is not offered to men and then men are afraid to come out and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah, and- it's, the, it's the second option uh, as well. Like, it, it, I think that's what I'm saying. No one's taking initiative because no one at the end of the day rubs some dirt on it. That's the way that guys are, are kind of taught to, to, to get through life. And wow, that's, that's why I'm such an advocate for like, no, no talk like please for the love of god reach out to somebody and tell them you're struggling they want to know like i'd rather talk to you for 10 hours than visit your funeral and say damn it i should have talked to him you know yeah um and 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 coming from somebody that's attempted it's yeah no 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 it mental health is such a big thing from surgery and i don't even know how to like really put it into such a perspective uh that it's something i've struggled with the worst um from surgery and like the weight loss is great the only thing I really struggled with was, was the whole mental health um, and, and figuring out how to get help still, honestly, like, and, and this is me preaching to the choir here. Like I'm still figuring out how to get help. Don't think that mm-hmm. I'm hundred percent fixed at all. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not. I've got a great support system, but at the end of the day, like 
good Lord, I definitely need help as much as I can get when it comes to mental health. So, well, and I think, and Jason, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I know that the reason I've been so successful is because I met Jason, like Jason and I, we're not married. We've never actually ever physically met in person. We've just met on, on Instagram and in these meetups, but Jason, I always say either after we've recorded with somebody or if him and I are just talking about Mm -hmm. what's coming up in in our week for East to West, we always end up talking for an hour or two, but we both say, okay, I'm, I'm feeling better. Or like, you know, we, we're just able to have these very raw and honest conversations with each other. And I guess I never thought about it until the three of us are having this conversation. Jason, you and I have really intimate conversations about everything. But that's mm-hmm. probably why we're so successful because you and I have each other to have these conversations with, whereas very yeah. few people actually have that. So like, do, I mean, yeah, Dalton, did you have a, somebody that you could talk to about it or? Um, for the most part, um, no. Uh, I mean, my friends were there, but it's things that, you know, I'm never going to they didn't go through it. They didn't exactly. go through weight loss so, surgery. Yeah. And, 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 and again, it's, it's back to what you said. I'm, I personally was too scared to reach out to anyone that I knew um, and be like, yo, like I'm drowning and I need help. Um, and, and, and again, that's just the, the rub some dirt on it, throw the bag over your shoulder and get to work type mentality of uh, I can do this shit on my own and I got to get through it. But in reality, you don't like, you need somebody, you need that support system. And my friends, you know, um, all they're both younger than me but still I, I both go to them or I go to them both for advice and um they know like they talk to me about you know just trying to get through the depression side of things and things like that and and that's good um uh, but as far as like the 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 you know the deep intimate things with surgery you know I, I really didn't have anyone to talk to about that um that I felt comfortable with and I'm sure if I you know if I made a post online like yeah, I'm sure a hundred people would have messaged me like, yeah, you know, I'll be that support, but me opening up to them, uh, and, and like, I'm very open, but when it comes to like one-on-one, like tearing down the walls, oh God, my walls are stacked and it takes a lot to break down my walls before I'm just like, right. I'm well, suffering that, this. So. That's another, that's another component from the male side of it as well. You can have a ton of support offered to you but the support's only going to be as valuable as you allow those layers to be peeled back. If you exactly. hold on to the layers and you keep the walls up, I mean, nobody's going to be, yeah. they're only going to be able to help, help you at surface level, which mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is not going to really truly help you get to the root of those problems? Because you'll never let that, you'll never let the support system get that close. Yeah. Hey guys, it's April. I just want to give a shout out to our very first podcast sponsor, Gather Juice Company. They're located in my backyard. That's right. Grit City, Tacoma, Washington. And their juices, shots, cleanses, and toasts have really made a difference in my bariatric recovery. If you live locally, swing by their 6th Avenue location and pick up something that you will enjoy yourself. And if you don't live locally, send them a quick direct message and just let them know you appreciate their sponsorship of East to West. You've got this and we've got you. Well, and I don't think that's, I I, I think men experience that more than women, but I can personally say I am a master masonry and my walls are fortified to keep out the Russians (laughs) during the cold war. So, I mean, 
<laughs> I understand building those walls and I know how yeah. difficult it is to, to let people in. And, and mm -hmm. it's scary because we have, we have attempted to let people in before and they've screwed us. They've really hurt us. So then we just fortify that wall even more. But you yeah. guys are so perfectly explaining why we have to let some people in, why we have to get to the root of our suffering because we have to. Right. The whole reason that we had to undergo weight loss surgery in the first place is because we didn't let people in or we didn't accept help. And mm -hmm. the only way we're going to find success after surgery is lowering those defenses a, a little bit and starting to let some people in or let some professionals in, because if yeah. we don't, very bad things uh, can happen. And I think Matt, you, you're, Dalton, you're, you, you want to speak to this because mental health is like, that is your, that's your area of passion. That, that is yeah. what you believe in. Yeah, I, it's something that, you know, it, it's becoming more of a prominent thing in my life. Um, and I, I made a post um, just because of something happened. I went through a recent breakup um, where it was uh, for like, and and sorry if my first wife is listening, I hope this doesn't offend you. But like, I realized like coming from someone that was like, kind of, I fell out of love. And then I met my recent ex and I was completely a thousand percent in love with her. I wanted to build an empire with her and kids, house, wife, blah, 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 you know, all that. Like I, I was ready, like set goals and um, drop of a hat, it was over. Um, and I was left in a dark room by myself and didn't know what to do. And you know, those voices I let creep back up and uh, I tried to kill myself. I tried to OD and that was uh, three, four weeks ago recently. Um, and, and, you know, I'm transparent with it and uh, you know, <laughs> It was one of those things where um, in the state of Florida and, you know, you uh, sometimes can get Baker acted for that. So, and it's just like a 72 hour watch where they're like, okay, is this dude actually batshit crazy? Or is he, you know, is he still trying to do something dumb? And um, so I was in there for like 40 hours uh, and they're like, okay, we understand. Like it was such a, it was, it was a targeted thing that caused me to, you know, go into it. And, you know, was I dumb for doing it? Absolutely. Um, but it's one of those things where I didn't realize like I'm still needing help and I still got to use that support yeah. system. Um, so yeah, I, I tried doing that and thank God it failed. I don't know how it failed, but it failed. Uh, I'm here. Um, and I'm glad to be kicking and, you know, still surviving. Um, it's mental health is something that's so passionate. And I realized that how broken it is for me, not even for just like surgery patients, but for males in general, like, um, and I was, I was joking with my mom and dad, um, on the way back from that, that trip from out of the, the, the 40 hour lockup. And it was like, like, if, if I raise my voice, I'm crazy. If I don't show enough emotion, I'm crazy. And then like, to make sure that like, you're not doing anything dumb. They're like, well, would you like a sedative? And I'm like, no, I, I just, I want to, you know? And so it, it's one of those things where it was a system that's very broken. Uh, and I realized that as soon as I was in there and it's like, instead of kind of focus on me, I was like, Oh shit, you know what? This is making me passionate to where I want to focus on bettering it for other males that are going through. I mean, everyone, but damn, I've had so many friends that have, you know, killed themselves or have attempted. And, and even when I made the post on social media about the, the suicide attempt um, and trying to OD, it was, um, it was one of those things where I had, hundreds of messages of people was like hey don't don't feel like it's you're different because I tried it this time I tried it this time and people that I've known for years that I had no clue also done it as well and it's like 
it blows my mind that there's it, it's such an untalked about thing for men and it's you you're made to look weak if you talk about it um so that's why now that's why i made the photos like hey you know what this happened this happened am i sorry that it happened yeah and it was a stupid yeah did i almost you know hurt my parents and grandparents and friends and family yeah and i realized it was very selfish but i'm realizing now that because of that my support system has reached out built me back up yeah i've got walls but um using that you know uh it 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 definitely is is making me push harder um i don't know why but it's it makes like like i was telling you the whole jogging thing it's clearing my head mm-hmm. before it would just made me want to hurt people jogging because i hated it but um <laughs> um it's it's definitely it, it's something that's a work in progress and you know um the biggest thing I can recommend anyone that's going through surgery or is starting the process. Uh, and, and like, I just told a guy and I can't talk about him yet. Cause he's, he's like, he's keeping a surgery on the DL and he's not hiding it. And I love that, but he, I've started with him since his process. He just got it done like two months ago. No, about a, uh, about three weeks ago, actually it's been about a month, three weeks ago mm-hmm. and he's killing it. Um, but like I told him first things first, please, for the love of God, get help. Like, and I know you, you may not even think you need help right now. And that was me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was Mr. Tough man going in the thing, like no one can hurt me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Cause if, you know, if I can make fun of myself for 25, 26 years, surgery is going to be cake. And then mm-hmm. I realized like six months into it, like, Oh my God, I need help. This is bad. Mm-hmm. I need, I need help. And I didn't get help and I should have. And yeah. And I let it progress and progress and progress. Um, but yeah, if, if, you, if any guys are out there listening, any girls are out there listening that, that are contemplating it and they're like, well, what's the thing that, you know, you should take away. Um, be very open and very honest with your doctor about your past, what you're going through and how you've actually went through it. That way you can then yeah. see your, your success in surgery and see how it's going to play a, a part of your surgery. Cause it will. So. And what you said, I mean, it, it gives me goosebumps just to understand kind of what you have just recently been through. And we're so Mm -hmm. thankful that you are still with us today as we are thankful that everybody in this world is still with us today. If you can't be honest with your friends or with your family, you must be honest with a medical professional, right? You didn't, you didn't say, go, go tell your friend everything or go tell your parent everything. You said, go to your doctor and tell your doctor what you are experiencing. And that is so true. It it doesn't have to be anybody else's business, but it does have to be your doctor's business. You need to, you you need to go to that medical professional and say exactly what you said. Hey, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I've tried these things and and they're not working. So I Mm -hmm. need help. And for some reason, that word, the word help, is a sign of weakness. It's a sign of failure, right? It's a sign of, well, I'm, I'm an idiot. No, no, no. You are doing everything right. And you are doing everything to the best of your ability. Asking Mm -hmm. for help is not saying you are weak. Asking for help is saying, I don't have the tool in my toolbox to help me build my home, but I, but you do you like you are the home depot of health and I need to go. (laughs) I need a tool. Give me something that will help me. And your doctor is the person should be that tool. Yes. And you know what, if they're not, and and you know, and they start and, and, and (laughs) trust me. And the reason I say you go to your doctor, oh, the lights turn off. But yeah, if you, if you go to your doctor and they do, you know, uh, and I had this happen to me with uh, a a previous doctor and that's why I'm no longer with them. But I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, um, I'm suffering with depression really bad. 
And he's like, well, are you to the point where you're going to kill yourself yet? And I was like, well, no. And, 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 you know, it's a little more, but it was, first of all, I've never been able to talk to my doctor on the phone and I got him on the phone, which was one of the weirdest things I've ever had. That was a whole new aspect on itself. But yeah, so he's like, are you to the point where you're going to like, you know, have you thought about suicide? Are you going to kill yourself? And I was like, well, yes and no. Like, I'm not, I don't have a gun in my hand. Like, I'm not over here about to do anything. He's like, well, why don't we get you, you know, put away for 72 hours and do a psych eval? And as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? It's obvious you're blowing me off. You don't want to sit down and have a conversation with me about it. Um, sure. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And uh, thank you. I will go ahead and take all my paperwork and go somewhere else. So I, I dropped my primary over it. Um, and oh, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Why, how the hell is that your bar? Like yeah, a, you're, a either, you're either okay or you're gonna end it all, and there's no in between. And if you're not yeah. here, then I'll then call me back when you're here. Like what? Yeah, what that, that's literally how it went. And it was I was like, you know, because um, I was on I can't remember what it was. It was like I was even on low dose. I think it was like 40 milligrams of something like nothing high off of a um, uh, antidepressant. And I'd stopped taking it for a while. So Carl was like, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling. And like, I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back on them. You already had it prescribed to me like four months ago. Um, just at least, uh, you know, hopefully to where I can get, I can get a little more help and better support system. And right. he hit me with that. And I was like, you are, are you, this is me breaking down as a male telling you I need help and you're going to do that. So, um, so that's why I say, if you go to your doctor and that happens, please don't think that your doctor's the one all catch all. He's the only one there for you. Yeah. Oh my God, he's not. There are so many, like there's a thousand doctors in my city alone and I live in a small city. So yeah, there's another one out there that's definitely going to take a different look at it and be like, okay, you know what? I can tell you're broken. I can tell you're hurting. Let's get you the help that you need and I'll be there to guide you along and you know, we'll work yeah. on it together. Not let me send you to a lockup and let you think you're actually batshit crazy instead. So yeah. Well, well, there's and there's a lot of places that are, you know, behavioral health centers specifically geared towards those types of things that don't have shit to do with your primary care physician that you can literally walk in exactly. off the street and say, I'm in a crisis situation. I'm really mm -hmm. feeling the, the mental yeah. aspects and effects mm -hmm. of this and this, and they will help you. So please mm -hmm. search for one of them. If your primary, you know, if anybody gives you any kind of, you know, anything other than the help you're asking for, please yeah. search out somebody who's you know who's trained specifically in the mental health aspect of things please mm -hmm. well in in the show notes we we will link the national suicide hotline we will link the national yeah. crisis hotline we will link the uh national mental health counseling hotline we we will link some resources that that we know exist for our nation and within our communities yeah. that, that you can reach out to and you made another really excellent point we all i think have had the experience of not connecting with a medical professional and sometimes we can let that yeah. disconnection be the thing that gives us the excuse to not move forward with our care. We can say like, well, yeah. I, well, that didn't work. So I'm just done with this. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. When that happens, you need to seek out an individual that you do connect with and that can, it can either provide you with the support or can connect yes. you with the support. Because, right, I think some people do need 72 hour lockup. I think it's amazing that your state offers that. Some people, yeah, no, the, the care that you need is you need to, you need to go away to a safe facility. But sometimes the care is I need to connect you with a mental health person, or I need to connect you with, yeah. with a doctor specific in an area that you are, that you're struggling with, or I need to connect you with the national crisis hotline. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And if somebody's not doing that, then you have to keep, <laughs> you, you got to keep looking for that. And that can feel exhausting when you're already suffering, but it's mm -hmm. what we have to do to make it through. It, it's, exactly. there's no other, 
it can also make you second guess your yourself because well he's a medical medically trained professional so if he doesn't think i need help right now maybe i really don't need help but like dalton said you know the voices don't stop that doesn't stop what's go your internal struggle and if your mm -hmm. internal struggle wins two or three hours after you get off that phone call and you've just decided that the doctor knew what they were talking about because you're not a medical professional. The doctor isn't. If he said that it wasn't a big deal, then it must not be a big deal. Yeah. But your internal struggle continues going on. You're not going to win that battle. You're not. It's it's a battle that's um, I fought and I lost. Um, I yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> that battle is not a battle that you want to go through alone. So um please whoever it is that you have to get help from get help on that so um but yeah it's definitely um been a big that i say i would say like my mental health was the biggest thing i struggled with through my weight loss journey um was just that side of things um just dealing with that and just overcoming a lot again you know from a kid being the jokester and picking on myself and all that it i think a lot of that still has to do with probably some of the depression i went through and you know i, I even uh I made a post one day and I, uh, someone actually, you know, I don't want to get offended, not that, but they called me out on my shit and I appreciate it. And it was like, Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. Like you called yourself a fat ass in a post. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I've done that since I was like eight years old. Like, and they're like, yeah, stop, speak life into yourself. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, and so now I, you know, I try, I try not to, now it's like, I still do it. And you know, sometimes I'm over here like, popping a, a hair tie where it's like dang it I shouldn't have done that like you know but um yeah it's it's mental health is a big important key yes. to the weight loss surgery in my opinion well that was one of the things that I had actually said when uh after I'd had the surgery what somebody had said something about me being funny in the office and I said yeah I said, but now that I've had the surgery I'm gonna lose about 80 percent of my material I was like, well, that shit's going to go out the window. I was like, I got to come yeah. up with something different. I was like, because I can't just talk about how big my ass is anymore. I was like, because it won't be that way very long. So It's hard, yeah. And, you know, I, I'll catch myself sometimes. Like, I'll say a fat joke about myself. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're not fat anymore. Like, what do you mean? Yes, I am. Like, what? I still feel it. And, you know, that's another thing, body dysmorphia. But, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So the funny fat guy is now just a funny – semi big guy i don't know it's, it's i'm still <laughs> yeah. figuring out my title still figuring out the title so <laughs> oh somehow i somehow I, I believe you two will not have a problem coming up with new material uh but <laughs> i but you guys are also so beautifully highlighting just how how much work it really does take to unlearn our old habits and oh, and yeah. how how this community can be so powerful in helping us reshape how we see ourselves and how we speak about ourselves and how powerful this community can be when we reach out to it and say we're oh, suffering, yeah. right? That this community is unlike any Amazing. other that I have ever encountered. I know it's like, it's the one's place on the internet where it's actually doing what it's supposed to do, which is like it bring really people is. together. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it so is, yeah. Oh my god, it actually is doing what it's supposed to be doing. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Well, Dalton, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today. This yeah. conversation was beyond insightful and and just so meaningful and uh, just very uplifting. I mean, even though you you shared the darkest moments of your life. I think in, in your honesty and in sharing that with us and with this community, you are providing people hope and you're providing yeah. people new ways to, to move forward in their own recovery and just letting them know that they're not alone. That, that is Absolutely. such 
such a powerful, powerful piece of, of your testimony, of your weight loss surgery testimony. Yeah. It's just, just unbelievable. So we, we thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Is there, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners, our followers and our, and our watchers with, I mean, you've already ex- expounded, you know, knowledge yeah. beyond your years, but is there one little piece <laughs> that you'd like to leave them with? Um, yeah, you know, uh, something that I try to strive for on my page is if you ever have any questions, um, whether you're male, female, who cares, um, please message me. It may take me a minute to get to it because I, I, you know, sometimes I'm working and, and doing things, but by the love of God, please, anytime you have questions or, you know, just want to talk, I'm here. Uh, I swear I'll talk back. You may get a lot of emoticons because I do use those quite often, but uh, um, I'm definitely here. Um, so, uh, and it's also, it's been such a pleasure meeting you guys. Y'all are amazing. Um, what you're doing is so needed in this community. Um, and I, I can't wait to, to see what you guys do. Um, y'all are, y'all are on fire right now. So thank you so much for having me and, and I'm so honored to be here. Well, we, we all have the same goal and that is to support this community with humor, humility, yeah. and, and honesty. And, yeah. and I think this conversation really perfectly, perfectly demonstrates that we, we can laugh about things. We can be truthful in our own experience, but we can acknowledge we don't have all the answers. And when we don't have the answers, we go to the professionals that do, we, we seek exactly. out that help. And that's all that we can do. That's all that we can do. But if we do those <laughs> three things, well, we're going to find success and we're, and we're going to be able to live our lives in the way that we always thought that, that, that we could and that we deserve mm-hmm. and that we should. So that's, yeah, uh, that's why we do what we do. So if you guys are liking what you are seeing, watching, hearing, please like, subscribe and share. We are here for this community. And, and the, more, the more that we can get our message out, the, the more hope and the more support that, that we can offer. So you can, like, uh, you can like, subscribe on Anchor. You can find us on all of your podcast app players. You can find us on YouTube. We have a very active Instagram page. And just like what Dalton said, Jason and I and the entire East to West crew, we all are all human and we are here to help you. We are not a robot behind the Instagram facade. We are who we are. (laughs) So if you are struggling, please reach out and we will help. And if we can't help, we will pass you along to uh, professionals. We will connect you with people who can help you because that is that that is our 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 role. Jason, you want to take us out, my friend? Yes, ma'am. Dalton, once again, thank you so much for being here. Your words are, you. uh, man, you you spoke some truths today that really hit me uh, <laughs> hit me pretty pretty hard. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, the community yeah. appreciates that as well. Um, like April said, we appreciate uh, everybody for supporting us, liking, sharing, doing all the things that you've done to get us to where we are today. We couldn't do what we do without you guys, you know, helping us to get there. We appreciate all the messages that we continue to get telling us that uh, letting us know that we are doing the right thing, doing the things that help the community the most. We appreciate that 100%. And uh, we're going to keep answering the messages as we get them in and we do the best we can to get to them as soon as we can. So, uh, but like April said, we're human and it takes a little bit. So we, uh, but we get back to it. We don't leave anybody on red. We, we, we go through it and do it every, as much as we can every day. So we appreciate that very much. And uh, just stay tuned with us to see where we go from here. And, um, you know, the most important thing is, is uh, you've got this and we've got you and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Bye.